I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I have with me my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And it's good to be back, J.C. Yeah, It's welcome great to be back. back. Yeah, welcome back. I didn't back. break anything. You did. <laughs> but you you really riled some people up. I watched the the ratings of, of yesterday's show go through the roof. And, oh, really? Yeah, and, and everybody being really excited about what you had to say. And uh, it was a really popular show. You did a really good job. Everybody liked it. I, I did learn a little bit from, uh, we got some response from uh, a couple of folks and some people gave me some inside information about Portland. Oh, yeah. And uh, How did that go? Well, I kind of, you know, I was kind of throwing out the the question or debating, is it the fact that the are the police there as liberal as the people that are in the streets or what's going on here? So apparently it's it's the mayor and the police chief, which I, and I didn't know this. I didn't I didn't catch it at the time. The police chief's name literally is outlaw, chief outlaw. She's she's <laughs> she's the chief outlaw, and it's 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 crazy. Oh, and then uh, crazy. Wheeler, the mayor. So God's got a sense of humor. Yeah. So they are um, they're in the habit of of calling the police off. The mayor is. Yeah, the mayor and the police chief are in the habit of of calling their officers uh, off of these these leftist wackos, the Zantifa. I actually contacted them. I, I emailed, went back and forth with the police department and the city up there. Oh, did you really now? I did. Woohoo, and, um, for you. So they're playing this My whole, activist husband. Well, they're playing this whole, uh, you know, we didn't want to exacerbate the situation. And uh, You explained to them some case law about the situation? Well, and then I I didn't get a response to this question, or I'm looking now. I haven't, I hadn't the last time I checked, but I... I was back and forth with the guy. No, he never responded. But the last question I asked, I said, I said, well, it's being reported. And, and I thought the silence was telling. It's probably not a good mm-hmm. argument, but they no. have been communicative. Absence until, of evidence is not evidence right, of so absence. So it's not good logic that I'm using here. However, <laughs> I will say that until until I asked these questions, they had been freely communicating with me. And when I asked this question, it came to a screeching halt is absolute silence and i said it's being reported that you quote uh that the police quote allowed protesters to block the streets 
And I said, in the videos, it can be heard by the protesters that this is uh, First Amendment protected activity. I said, did you, did you, your department, or any other city officials advise the participants uh, as such? Did you, did you tell them this? Did you give them permission to block streets? And have you advised them that this is protected First Amendment speech? No response. Yeah. Okay, then. All righty, then. Because <laughs> that, that's to me is the issue. That, yeah. that's, those are the core issues, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it's not necessarily what Antifa did, right? Most reasonable people agree on that. We can see that, and it's obvious. The big problem here is the government siding with Antifa and advising them mm-hmm. that it's okay, legal, and constitutionally protected for you to do what you do. Right, right. Wow. That's crazy. So I would love to have an investigative reporter press for answers to those two questions. Right. Well, you know, so anybody you, in Portland. excuse me, but you are an investigative reporter. You are a member of the media. Right. Well, you I have me- media credentials. I mean so. to say somebody there locally, somebody, locally, somebody locally. with some muscle. Uh, here's your ammunition. Go go find out the answers to these questions. Those those are the key questions. Right. If we keep going back and forth and arguing about, I mean, you know, sort of, oh, look at what they're doing and they're out of control. Yeah, okay, that's a given. But you now have, it seems to me, the implication of government complicity in this. This is what we have to root out. That's where the handles are, right? That's right. the real meat of this thing. If you're going to if you're gonna go after something, you know, and, and have an effect, to me, that's the target. Right, exactly. And uh, so I was teaching this morning at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. And I got to teach, I'm, I'm still sort of buzzing off of that. I got to teach 500 college students this morning, 500. And I taught them a new lesson that I'm developing, a new class that I'm developing, developing for LFU, uh, uh, the difference between a protest and a riot. Yeah. And so I was able to teach them about the inherent right to freedom of speech, the inherent right to freedom of peaceful assembly, and to, ma- to make the comparison juxtaposition of what we're seeing with the Antifa people and the rioting and stuff. And, and I, made them, I gave them that charge that you gave the other day, uh, yesterday on the radio. I said, promise me when you hear your professors or you hear your, your peers or you hear the political pundits, I didn't realize there was all peas there, but <laughs> alliterated that, Talk about this being a protest, a, and, and, they, and they use the term violent protest. Yeah. Okay, if you put the word violent in front of the word protest, you are not having a protest. That's an oxymoron. You are having a riot, okay? Yeah. And so this word protest has specific connotations, specific uh, meaning from a First Amendment, from a... A, an inherent right perspective. So it can't be paired with the word violent cannot. or the word protest is canceled out. Right, exactly. So I told them, promise me that when you hear them say that, you say, no, no, wait, wait, wait. What you're talking about is not a protest. It is a riot. So, uh, man, this has been such a great two days. Uh, JC, yesterday I taught at Oklahoma Christian University and I got to teach 300 students, over 300 students there, and a, a five 
hour workshop on the Constitution. I know you told everybody that I was there uh, doing that, and that's why you took care of the show for me, and I'm really grateful that, that I have such uh, an amazing husband that can you know, do these things for me. But let me, let me, can I tell you a story about how I got to, to Oklahoma Christian University? So uh, Porter, our friend, brought me here and organized this whole week for uh, me to be at all these colleges this whole week to teach the Constitution. Now, Oklahoma Christian University was not originally on the schedule, and the week that was scheduled, JC, was actually supposed to be next week. So Porter contacted my assistant, Janet, and said, look, I've got some new colleges that want to be on board. Can we move it to the, the week prior, which is this week right now? And when we moved it to this week prior, uh, Oklahoma Christian University was, uh, Porter contacted Oklahoma Christian University and said, Chris Ann Hall, this constitutional educator, is going to be in town. Do you have a place for her? The, de the headmaster of, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's not a college. It was Oklahoma Christian Academy. No, what, what was Heritage the name of it? Christian Academy. Heritage Christian Academy. Sorry, I got all these colleges running through my head. So it was Hol Heritage Christian Academy. I'm so sorry to the academy. You know what I'm talking about. So Heritage Christian Academy contacted uh, Porter and said, yes, we have room for her. As a matter of fact, we are trying to fill a slot for a conference that we have annually. So they have this annual conference, but they had no speaker for the annual conference. And so we slipped right in there at Heritage Christian Academy to do that. And it's amazing because the headmaster said, I went to Chris Ann's website. He's telling this, the, the, the assembly this as he's introducing me. He said, I went to Chris Ann's website because I didn't know who she was. And before we were going to let her come, I was going to know who she was. And he said, I went to her website and I, I was seeing all the things that she's done, all the books and the articles written and all the videos and everything and the radio show. And he said, then I went to her bio. Mm -hmm. And he said, I read about her transformation, her transformation from a hardcore socialist to a constitutionalist, and her transformation from an atheist to a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And he said, after all of that cumulatively, he said, I cannot believe, he, he said he contacted Porter, he said, can we really have this woman here? Would she really come here? to our little Christian academy and teach our high school students. Mm -hmm. Now, let me mention to you, JC, I don't think I told you this. I know I told Janet. I'm already crying, okay, because while we're sitting there and they open up the assembly, they play Schoolhouse Rock, the preamble <laughs> to the Constitution, right? The entire student body starts singing along with Schoolhouse Rock preamble nice. to the Constitution. <laughs> so you know me, right? Sure. I'm like, I'm a mess. And so now he's saying this, and I'm like, I can't believe this. And I told the students about how, how impressed I was about them speak, singing the preamble to the Constitution, Schoolhouse Rock. And then I said to him, I said, I am so absolutely touched by what your headmaster said because here's what's running through my mind your headmaster said can we really have chris ann hall here my what's running through my mind 
is can I really be here? And I really, really, am I really allowed to be here? Do I really have this opportunity to be here and to be here with these students? And for me, it was just amazing to have that opportunity to reach this future of America. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a young man at Heritage Christian Academy. Christian Heritage Cri- Academy. Christian Heritage Academy, C-H-A. That's correct. Christian Heritage Dot Academy, oh, C-H-A dot org named Mason, that young man has an amazing future ahead for him. I mean, this this young man is well on, so much so, JC, that he impressed Janet. Mm -hmm. And Janet was so impressed. She said that of all, he was such a pleasure to work with that uh, she hopes that, that she sees great things for him in the future. Well, well, when, it's when good we get for back, people to know that. Yeah, absolutely. There are young people out there who are doing the right thing and schools that are teaching the right thing. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, Heritage, Christian Heritage Academy. C-H-A.org. C-H-A.org. Teaching the children the future of our America, all about liberty, dedicated to it. The teachers loved the five-hour workshop. The headmaster loved the five-hour workshop. The fa- the he- father of the headmaster, which was a previous headmaster, also enjoyed the workshop. We've been there. Wesleyan, uh, Wesleyan uh, in uh, Oklahoma, I was there today, and the students were just amazed. Yeah, Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Thank you. Oklahoma Wesleyan University an amazing college teaching our children about liberty. And I'm just very excited about all of these opportunities. And to be honest with you, JC, this is the one thing that keeps me going. When you see the utter madness Mm -hmm. in America today, when you see the complete madness in America today that that is happening right in front of our eyes and getting all the public attention. Yeah, and I think that's the key, getting all the public attention. Particularly when you see the millennials and snowflakes and, and you know, that's so, like you say, it's high, that's what's highlighted. And so yeah. you get this impression, I think, that we see this when we travel. People have a, a, an impression of the millennials. And we've sort of joked in those broad terms, but we've said over and over again, you know, we run into so many of these young people and college age people that are liberty minded and and hungry for this information and fired up about defending their rights and defending the constitution and uh so i you know i think that's encouraging for people to hear that people who don't get to see what we see and all right. they have is right. you know what how millennials are characterized how this generation is characterized i've said before i'll say again it is not a homogenous group they're not all what you see uh, they are the minority, I believe, just just overly vocal about it. 
JC, can I extend? An yeah, you mean the snowflakes are? The yeah, the minority. snowflakes yeah. are the I minority. Agree. They're just vocal about it. I just want to remind everybody. You know, we get when um, I think it was Laura Ingram or somebody like that wanted to go speak at Berkeley. They shut the campus down. No, you can't come or whatever. Why can't we as liberty lovers do the exact opposite? And thank the schools for having speakers that speak the truth about Constitution. Yeah, I sure. mean, why do we just complain? Let's do something good. And I noted yesterday that you said, hey, reach out to Christian Heritage Academy, CHA.org, and tell them thank you for having Chris Ann Hall. Yeah, because what happens a lot of times, we, we go to places, people like us go to places, and then, you know, what follows are attacks yeah. from the left and from these Marxists. So... These people need to be encouraged, encouraged right? Yeah. What you say, infused with courage. Infused so with courage. they need to they need to have that courage and uh, to be able to continue to stand. So so it's nice. CHA dot org um, is is the Christian Heritage Academy we were at, and then we'll be at Oklahoma Wesley. Or you would you were at Oklahoma oh, Wesleyan, Wesleyan University today. today. You'll be at Oklahoma Christian University uh, the next two days. And um, we could probably get, get contact information to, on the next show for those two places. Just yeah. reach out and let them know. And, and, and encourage them to yeah. encourage other institutions around them to have me come and teach. It would not, I'm going to tell you what, JC, it would not hurt my feelings if our entire calendar for 2019 was nothing but teaching at high schools and colleges. Yep. That would totally, I'm just getting choked up thinking about it, you know? Yeah, that'd be great. That would be really awesome because we have such a, a, a insane society. I want to play this clip from CNN that has just got me really crazed. And uh, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about it more. But I want you to hear this because I think you're going to need to hear it more than once. It's really, really repulsive. This is Don Lemon and his guests on CNN. Kanye West is what happens when Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read, um, and and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. <laughs> Just looking at Scott's face. Yeah, and that's them Scott's yucking like, it up. Yeah, that's about funny. Their racist comment. That's funny. It's a Chris Rock reference, by the way. It's funny. How is that funny? If you or I said something like that, this is. If you or I said something like this, this would be an outrage. There would be people rioting in the streets. I just simply don't understand how something as offensive as that can be funny. And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together And without permission Soldiers for truth In the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
And so uh -uh. Kanye West is what happens when Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read. Um, and, and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. How offensive is that? And, and what's crazy is it's a, it, there, there's a, a, another young black woman on this panel, and she's going to say uh, that the black people are going to trade Conway West. Kanye. Kanye, what did I say? Kanye West. They're going to trade. The black people are going to trade Kanye West. And, they, and she makes reference to the, to, uh, the fact that, that Kanye has had some, some uh, mental health issues. Yeah, that was striking, too, how they're always talking about, you know, not making light of uh, mental health and all this sort of stuff. And that, that's the thing. I was just talking about that the last show, the hypocrisy. Yeah, but see, here's the she thing. She says, oh, he's, he's been hospitalized. But she says, I'm not trying to make light of mental health issues. No, but she's exactly not. exactly what she's doing. No, she's not, actually. I don't think she is. I think she's truly, truly, truly trying to assert that the only reason that Kanye is saying what he's saying is because he's mentally sick. I understand that, but you're, the, the, what I'm, my point is, if you did that, yeah. then you'd be accused of making light yeah, of mental health yeah, issues. right, right. So she tries to preempt that because... You know, when you use that, right, this is a reason this I don't disagree with him. So therefore, he's crazy. And after all, this guy's been hospitalized. So they would never allow somebody on the right to point back to someone's mental health history yeah. and say, oh, here's why, because he's crazy or whatever. So that's what I'm saying. She is making light of it. Right. And she says that because she's trying to preempt that. Because this is the hypocrisy of the left. I they think use this stuff to attack. Don't be racist. Don't right. make fun of women. Don't make fun of mentally uh, mental health issues. On and on and on. Don't they be use racist. That to shut you down. And then they themselves engage in it. And what's crazy is I think, I, I think they truly believe that the only way you can be uh, uh, and, and a conservative, and I'm not saying uh, being a, a Trump sycophant or whatever, is if you are mentally ill. They think that this is a sign of mental illness that not, not just simply approving of Trump, but the fact that you are not thinking the way that they do. I, you I no longer live. You are a mental, you have mental issues. To me, they're an example of having mental issues. Yeah, so I here's mean, when, what she says. When, when white liberals... Mm -hmm. can make you attack your own race yeah. because they have a different opinion. Well, okay? she makes the point. All right, so this isn't the Kanye of of uh, the college dropout, you know, whatever that is, and he he's totally changed. So the idea that Kanye is no longer on board with their line of thinking means he's mentally ill. They call him the token Negro. But this, this that makes me angry because in reality, right? So there's a difference. Everybody uses that term, uh, Uncle Tom, as somebody who helps the master. But in reality, that's not Uncle Tom. No. What we don't realize that in the days of slaveholders, there were slaves who were the whipmen. Yeah. That worked for the master and to these whip folks. the slaves. These are the slave that's, master's whipmen. That's who they are. So They so, are the whipmen to try to keep everybody in line exactly. with the master on the plantation. Exactly. So the meaning they have for Uncle Tom, even though they use it erroneously. Right. 
as 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 uh, you know, if you actually look at the book and the narrative right. of what Harriet Beecher Stowe was trying to illustrate. So they don't know how to use that term. First, right. first off, it's because it's Christian, right? So if right. you look at Harry Beecher Stowe's novel and she's trying to illustrate the gospel, and right. so that's something that they can't, I mean, they couldn't possibly they can't uh, entertain or understand. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they have the term Uncle Tom completely flipped, all right? But the meaning that they assign to it, like you just pointed out, is exactly who they are. Right. You have a difference of opinion, so you if you don't march to the, the drum beat of the, these white liberals, then these guys are going to be the attack dog on their own community. So who's really the master and who's the slave? And it's funny. What Malcolm you, X called them oh yeah, the he, white Oh, yeah, he called master. this out. What, what, what you just pointed out, I think, is, is key, yeah. profound. Uh, what you just said, what this lady says, essentially they prefer the college dropout version of Kanye West. Mm -hmm. That's the acceptable black man, the college dropout version, the ignorant version. Now that he's moved beyond college dropout, now that he can, he's not ignorant and he can think for himself, that kind of black man is unacceptable. Well, here's the thing. He's uh, the one, one guy, uh, I think his name is Bakari Sellers actually says, this is what happens when Negroes don't read, okay? So what he's saying, he's not saying when Negroes don't read. What he's saying is when Negroes don't pass on the dictated narrative. Right. They don't, don't they, toe the line. They don't toe the line. And, and, and it, I think that is... Because it's not that you read, it's what you read. It's, that's exactly right. That was the point that I was trying to get at here. Because what they want you to read is what they're passing out in the indoctrination yeah. centers. Let me tell you something. I spoke at... Uh, you can read anything you want from the list we give you. I spoke at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I gave that new class that I'm developing about a uh, first amendment protest versus riot kind of thing. And we talked about how, uh, how we've begun to enslave and censor ourselves because of this false paradigm of political correctness and this, this threat of being called a racist and whatever. And it was amazing because I felt all of this coming out of me and and speaking all of this on the stage, I've never had, I've never given this particular presentation before. And I thought to myself, as it was coming out, oh my goodness, how is this going to be received? Because it felt really, really challenging. I had, I had students coming up to me, um, black students and white students coming up to me afterwards, this Thank you for saying that. Thank you. We're so sick and tired of being beaten into submission. We want to, we need to be able to say things and, and we can't be, you know, we, we need people who will teach us and give us the courage to say what needs to be said. They've literally been beaten into submission. Yeah. And it's just, it's frustrating to me. Well, you know what, my favorite part about this, okay, was what she, when she said token Negro. Yeah. I love that. Because the joke's on her. Right. Right? Because right. that's because token, what does that mean? Oh, it's their one little Negro they have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> joke's on you. 
and it's coming because if you look at this administration, like we, when we just sat in the Cure Conference and we saw those all those black conservatives part of the administration come and speak to us, and we've we've seen all these people, and not only that, but all of the black conservatives out there in this country, they're okay, getting apparently, emboldened. Apparently, she doesn't know they exist. So yeah. Kanye is the token Negro. Mm-hmm. Jokes on you. Because there's an army out there that's rising, and they are putting up with this nonsense less and less every single day. You know what's amazing? We, uh, one of the students at Oklahoma Wesleyan who, who identifies himself as a little L libertarian, he was really encouraged. He was like, you should have seen him in the, in the audience. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, raising his hands, yeah, yeah, and cheering well, me on. And he came you know, up to me. Can I say, because yeah. I... I, and I hate to say this because a lot of libertarians like us, okay, don't they've been given the idea that you can't be a libertarian unless unless you're so rabidly anti uh, yeah. religion. Right, right, right. You have you have to obnoxiously hate God and attack mm-hmm. religion to be a yeah. libertarian, which is of course contrary to the core principles of libertarianism. Right, exactly. Right? Pluralism ought to be the principle in libertarianism that you respect everybody's right to religion and they respect your right not to have to uh, uh, subscribe to a religion, but not that you viciously attack and become militantly anti-theist and, and which those libertarians aggravate the stew out of me. So this guy is probably so excited because so many Christian libertarians yeah, have no idea uh, that other people like them exist. Right, right. Well, that's probably why. But he came up to me and, he, and, and um, uh, Porter, the, the, our friend who arranged all of this, he came up to us and Porter asked him, he said, what did you think of the presentation? What do you, what do you see as its effect? And he was just talking about how the student's body just walked away feeling empowered and ready and emboldened and everything. He said... But to be honest, if you're looking for activity, he said, I think you're going to find that our, 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 our black student body is going to become activated because of this more so than the so-called white student body. He said, because the black student body is getting sick and tired of being personified in a way on television that does not match their ideologies. Yeah. They're getting sick and tired of being seen like they're being portrayed on CNN and they're ready to stand up. They're tired of the oppression. Right. They're tired of being mislabeled. They're tired of being called names. And they're the ones, he said, that are going to stand up and say, hey, you're forgetting about me. And it's exactly what you said. It, I'm, there is no token. We are who we are. Because there is no narrative of the token white. Yeah. Okay. There's there's no message out there that says you if you're white you have to be liberal. Mm-hmm. But you have this message that pervades the media because the liberal left Marxists control the media, Hollywood, uh, these major news channels, the major mainstream media. They control it. Therefore, you have this message that's pervasive: black equals leftist. Right. And if and if you don't if you don't conform, 
You will be punished. You will be ostracized. You will be attacked. And by the way, we have people in your own community that look just like you that will attack you on our behalf and will drive you out of your own community. I think we're going to see this same phenomenon. That's coming. wicked. Yeah, it is wicked. I think we're going to see this same phenomenon coming out of Hollywood because there are conservatives and libertarians in Hollywood that are just sick of being li- uh, labeled in that liberal, the liberal whack job uh, Hollywood yeah. label. The, you're going to see these people who are getting sick and tired of being lumped together right. coming out and saying no more. And the more they speak, the more come out and the more powerful they get. And so you have less and less of that threat of, hey, you won't work in Hollywood if you speak. So it's nice to see that. You see Kurt Russell, you see uh, John Voigt and all these guys. And I think you're right. And I'm excited to see it. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. In 1787, I'm told our founding fathers did agree to write a list of principles for keeping people free. The USA was just starting out a whole brand new country. So our people spelled it out, the things that we should be. And they put those principles down on paper and called it the Constitution. And it's been helping us run our country ever since then. The first part of the Constitution is called the Preamble and tells what those founding fathers set out to do. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. How can you not get excited (laughs) to see a whole assembly of young people singing that? And you know... Well, that just means some teachers and administrators have done a great job. Yeah. And parents. And parents, and parents who care enough to make sure that their children are in schools like that, teaching that at home. You know, I'm well, just. You know what I take from this? Why this encourages me is because, you know, with the Kavanaugh thing, these midterm elections have been just sort of thrown into turmoil. Nobody knows how it's going to go because it's become a numbers game. And the Democrats had a huge uphill climb before the Kavanaugh uh, hearings, and now this thing has driven both sides, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, both sides are just ignited, and so nobody knows what's going to happen because it's it's come down to a turnout thing, like who's going to get out. And um, But what encourages me, in light of that, no matter what happens in the midterms, right. this is what's going on around America. There is an army <laughs> building. There is a new Woo! generation rising. So even if you, which I still think is going to be a huge uphill battle for Democrats, but I think there are many, many Republican races that are going to be closer than they would have been previously. Don't know, don't know if that means they're going to lose. But you may see, you know, a move forward, a move back, uh, ups and downs. But 
this is happening. This is the generation that's coming. I'm reminded of a of a of a quote that Abigail Adams had. It's actually in a letter that Abigail <laughs> wrote to Mercy Otis Warren. And she said, uh, the flame of liberty has been ignited. Watch as it spreads from soul to soul. Yep. And I'm just, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm just totally spiritually high this week on the last two days. So you'll have to get, pardon my emotional condition. But I, I can't be discouraged anymore. No, I can't be discouraged by the idiots on CNN. I can't be discouraged by the by the the criminality and the ignorance and 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 the in the irresponsible nature of Eric Holder telling I, people to kick Republicans and I, I just can't be discouraged by that. Well, and I think this this should give motivation to the folks out there doing what they're doing, you know, to keep mm-hmm. going, to keep doing what you're doing because it is building and it is growing. And so, you know, don't get fixated on, on elections and election results and those kind of ups and downs. Um, you know, I think in the long run, I've said this before, I don't want the Democrats to come into power and regain, uh, you know, what they've lost but uh, at the same time, I understand that in the long run, that's that's a good thing for motivation let me read, for what's already happening. Let me read this quote from Eric Holder. He just gave a speech, which is totally stunning to me because Eric Holder should be in prison. He shouldn't be getting paid for speeches. But he says this, quote, it's time for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, and to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, he says, I love her. She and my wife are really tight, blah, 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 blah. But Michelle always says, when they go low, we go high. No, when they go low, we kick them, he says. And then he finishes this this thought with, that's what this new Democratic Party is about. Yep. And it's what you were talking about yesterday. That's who they are. They are violent. They are unlawful. They are anti-lawful. I think Rand Paul said today, if the Democrats keep this up, somebody's going to get assassinated. They're, they are provoking, promoting and provoking and just pushing this stuff to the extreme. Well, we have a new army raising up, a new liberty army. Watch as it spreads from soul to soul. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.